Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. The market around Kevin Durant has been uninspiring. Will the Falcons turn to rookie quarterback Desmond Ritter? And the Panthers are doing what we all thought they would do with their starting quarterback. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Kevin Durant has made it very clear he does not want to go back to Brooklyn. We talked about the ultimatum he may or may not have issued to uh, management. He says he didn't. Who knows what the truth is for sure there. We also have some reporting now. Some trades that have been offered. Some, I would say, uninspiring trade packages going to the Brooklyn Nets. From Locked On Nets, Adam Armbrecht can shed some more light on whether he thinks those packages are, are worth it at all. But Adam, what I find so fascinating about all this is we just saw DeJounte Murray go for an absolute haul. And yet we I have yet to see reported the Kevin Durant godfather offer. Why are teams not willing to go all in for Kevin Durant? Why have we not seen that kind of offer yet? Yeah, I think it's the game of chicken. Right, like you, you start to hear more of these offers come out. There's now that the minute uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, excuse me, are at enter the fray. They were based around picks, not players. The Atlanta Hawks, two players, one pick. Boston Celtics, two players, one pick. I, I just think when we talked about this initially, it was the Brooklyn Nets have the ability to be patient. Kevin Durant is under contract. Yes, he's going to be 34 years old at the beginning of September, so the age can be a factor. But I just think that that league-wide, everyone is kind of tiptoeing their toe into the water here to see if Sean Marks and the Brooklyn Nets will at some point go, all right, the heck with it. What do you want to give us for them? Which is a fool's errand because there's enough now smoke around teams in the league to know there's going to be a fire sale here at some point that gets everybody at the table. Yeah, and it's not like we had long reporting on the monster package that Timberwolves were willing to offer the Utah Jazz for Rudy Gobert. Like, all of a sudden, it just happened. Presumably, it didn't start with, we'll give you all the stuff. It started somewhere else and eventually yeah. it became, okay, here's all of the stuff. What do you think the chances are, though, that this signals, the reality is, this is going to be Kevin Durant's home. He's going to play in Brooklyn that that is an outcome here. Like, what are, what are the chances that this is actually the most likely outcome in all of this? Yeah, I, I think the variable there is what do the Brooklyn Nets feel about Kyrie Irving after this season, right? Opted back in on the on the one year. Are they going to bring him back? There's some low-level speculation that Kevin Durant isn't really enamored with the idea of playing with Ben Simmons. So what does that look like, right? The short-term, long-term is a bit, of a overhanging factor here for the Brooklyn Nets. And if they think if Sean Marks and Joe Sy get together and they feel like this may be a multi-step process, but ultimately we can recoup players. We can recoup draft capital. It just may have to happen over the trade deadline over next summer. Right? So there's a lot of mechanics going on here. I don't know to hear Kevin Durant say, I never demanded or requested a trade. 
okay, I could tell you a thousand different narratives out of Brooklyn from management, from ownership, from coaches, from players that all are or are not to whatever degree, possibly a thousand percent or zero percent true, right? So I just don't, you have to take all these things with a grain of salt. The one thing that does seem factual is one, if Kevin Durant could have his choice, he would be playing somewhere else. And if other teams can find a way to get the right package on the table, they will get Kevin Durant at some point. So it feels like this is headed toward divorce. But again, Brooklyn has been, if nothing else, entertaining and unpredictable since they went for these superstars a few seasons ago. Stay up to date on the Brooklyn Nets by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and the Locked On Nets podcast on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Falcons QB1 would seem to be their third round Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. How about a few Major League Baseball lines to keep an eye on tonight? The Brewers have reigning Cy Young winner Corbin Burns on the bump in LA against the Dodgers and their underdogs. Bet Online has the Brew Crew plus 130. The Orioles are home dogs to the White Sox. Bet Online has the O's plus 132 on the money line. And the Giants are substantial favorites on the road against the Tigers. Bet online has San Fran minus 208 to win. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Tom Brady returned to Buccaneers camp after an 11 day absence, and all indications are he hasn't missed a beat. He came back kind of firing on all cylinders again. We're all excited he's back and ready to move on, Bucks tight end Cameron Bray said on Monday. We don't know what he's moving on from because we don't know why Tom Brady was gone. The seven-time Super Bowl champion didn't address the media after practicing. Tampa Bay head coach Todd Bull said the 45-year-old quarterback was sharp throwing the ball and essentially picked up where he left off when he left the team on August 11th. Again, for reasons we don't understand or know. Seems as though he will be on track to start week one, just as most of us figured he would. Whether or not he'll be on, say, The Masked Singer, I guess we'll see. The Las Vegas Raiders plan to release veteran running back Kenyon Drake and absorb $8 million in dead cap. This is what happens when new regimes clean house from old regimes. New general manager Dave Ziegler reportedly called Kenyon Drake to let him know personally that the team was moving on. Remember, Ziegler did not sign this contract. This was the old Raiders regime as the house cleaning in Vegas continues. Aaron Rodgers has noticed a difference already. In the week since Green Bay Packers quarterback called out his young receivers, he said he's been encouraged by their progress. I feel like the offense, especially in the last week or so, has been clicking closer to where I think we should be trending, Rodgers said on Monday. Fourth round pick Romeo Dobbs caught a touchdown for the second straight preseason game. Seventh round pick Samori Toure has seen improvement. And the Packers second rounder Christian Watson has gotten off to a fast start after missing the first half of camp following knee surgery. None have played in a game with Rodgers yet because Rodgers has not played in the preseason. Though Matt LaFleur said he'd consider playing Rodgers in the final preseason game. According to cornerback Russell Douglas, the defense will play their starters in that last preseason game. And Aaron Rodgers has said if he's going to play, he wants to play. Not the whole game, but enough to catch a rhythm, not just a drive or two. So if Aaron Rodgers does play, expect to see plenty of Aaron Rodgers. 
Philadelphia Phillies outfielder Bryce Harper, who is recovering from a fractured left thumb, is scheduled to begin a minor league rehab start today. Harper is reportedly expected to rejoin the Phillies on Monday when they begin a series with the Diamondbacks. Last week, Harper completed a 60-swing BP session at Citizens Bank Park. It was the first time he had swung a bat since his thumb was fractured by a pitch June 25th. It's easy to forget, the reigning NL MVP was hitting 318 with 15 jacks when the injury occurred, which will strengthen a Phillies lineup that has been quite potent as of late. And speaking of the Phillies, they took care of business against the Reds on Monday. The Phillies take game one against the Cincinnati Reds. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. A nice performance by the Phillies tonight. Now they struck out a bunch on offense. That needs to be worked on. Strike zone was uh, was interesting, to say the least, tonight. But uh, Noah Syndergaard was really, really good on the mound. Nick Castellanos and Bryson Stock go back-to-back early. And it's just uh, one of those really solid games against a lesser opponent. doesn't have to be pretty. You just have to beat these teams over and over and over and over again. And that's what the Philadelphia Phillies did tonight. The pitching was great. The bullpen pitching was great. The defense was great. Everything was good on that end. They shut the Cincinnati Reds down offensively. And besides a home run, uh, it was basically a flawless performance. A home run given up, rather, to Cincinnati's catcher, who uh, got hit in the place where he shouldn't ever get hit as uh, as a male. But, hey, tough night for him. Great night for the Phillies. And uh, we'll see if they can do that again tomorrow for game two of the series. But a good start to this one against the Reds and a bounce back after a rough series with the Mets. Here is another story you need to know. The Atlanta Falcons fell to the New York Jets 24 to 16, which would, of course, be more troubling if it were the regular season. But it is not. It is preseason. And one of the big stories coming out of at least the first two games for the Atlanta Falcons is the play of Desmond Ritter, 10 of 13, for 143 in this game, that's an 11 yard per attempt average, a 112 quarterback rating. If that is the sort of thing that makes you excited, joining me now from Locked On Falcons, Aaron Freeman. And Aaron, what point does this team go? Actually, we should see what the deal is with Desmond Ritter. He should just be the guy. I think it's going to happen at some point. Um, you know, I think their plan has always been to go into the season with Marcus Mariota and see what they have on him. But the better Desmond Ritter plays, I think the shorter that leash gets on Mariota. Uh, and so far he's looked the part, you know, again, we're in preseason. It's hyperbole season. We're exaggerating sort of, uh, with some of these takes or whatever, but it's the time to do that. We don't have to be sort of grounded and realistic in the preseason we can sit here and look at Desmond Ritter's performance and and you know pencil him in to Canton uh in the future but he he has certainly looked the part uh as a lot of people's QB1 from this past draft class looked like he was kind of you know the the best pro ready prospect in this draft class and looks like he's been kind of tailor-made for this Arthur Smith play action heavy offense with a lot of the rollouts and stuff you saw that on display on Monday night against the Jets where he was very precise with his passing. Fortunately, the Falcons couldn't sort of punch it in, in on his uh, two early first half drives, but that wasn't on him. That was mostly on some untimely penalties from uh, the Falcons offensive line. So he has definitely checked all the boxes that Falcon fans looking at him as potentially the long term replacement for Matt Ryan. You know, you want to see that guy check again. We're, we're not quite there yet, but I certainly think we are slowly inching our way there. And I think later this fall, we will see Desmond Ritter on the field to sort of see if he can do it in the regular season. 
63207. What do I think? 42 long jacket size in the gold. I think I think that probably makes some sense. Uh so if if he's checking boxes, okay, in a season that you're not gonna be for the playoffs, why not throw him out there? What is the case to start Marcus Mariota if the understanding from everybody is well, this team is not something that is, is gonna happen this year. Well, you can see behind me, Peter, there's a poster of Aaron Donald, a uh, pit legend as a pit mm -hmm. alum. I'm a big supporter of Aaron Donald, despite being the Locked On Falcons host. The Falcons play Aaron Donald in week two. They play Miles Garrett in week four. They got Nick Bosa. They got Vita Vea. You throw Desmond Ritter out there behind a very questionable Falcons offensive line against some of these elite pass rushers. You're, you're basically going to get a David Carr type of situation where you're going to ruin that guy. And so... As I've said, much to the chagrin of the, the very many and vocal uh, Mariota stands out there in the world that are still supportive of the former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, <laughs> yes, um, that's me. You know. By the way, that's why that's why this is crazy that this conversation Mariota, but doesn't season. You know, Mariota is essentially a sacrificial lamb to me at this point in time. You you throw him out there, see what he can do, give you an opportunity to get some competent quarterback play and see what you have in some of these young wide receivers. And, you know, then save Desmond Ritter for at least the relatively softer part of the Falcon schedule a little bit later in the second half of the season and give him an opportunity to succeed so that if the Falcons do wind up having that high draft pick, like so many people, myself included, expect them to have next year you have you know you you've made the best case you could for potentially passing on a quarterback at the top of next year's draft and, and taking you know one of these prolific pass rushers i it, it, we don't go a day without me mentioning uh will anderson or, or jalen carter on locked on falcons stay up to date on the atlanta falcons by subscribing to locked on sports today in the locked on falcons podcast on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get podcasts Coming up, the Panthers made the choice we all thought they would. Ever since trading for Baker Mayfield, the Carolina Panthers have maintained that their starting quarterback would be the winner of a position battle. Surprise, surprise, Baker Mayfield won the battle. Locked on zone, Kainani Stevens spoke with former Super Bowl champion and locked on insider Isaiah Stanback about the Panthers' decision. Now Matt Rule has declared it official. He went into camp and said there was going to be a competition, right? Um, they had a rookie in there. He's out for the season. And Sam Darnold and Baker's pretty much won the job in about six weeks. That's the craziest part about this. Obviously, Baker Mayfield leaves the Cleveland Browns. He, in so many words, demands a trade because of the Deshaun Watson situation. Finally gets his wish, gets out of there. All they had to do was give up a conditional round pick and cover $10.5 million of his $14 million contract. So he leaves the Browns with a $10.5 million deal that they have to take care of financially. But the Carolina Panthers get Baker Mayfield for $4.85 million, which is an easy deal for them but then you factor in the aspect that they go, went ahead and gave Sam Darnold the fifth year option which totally guaranteed his 18.8 million dollars so by making this decision the Carolina Panthers now have a 4.85 million dollar starter and an 18.8 million dollar second stringer or backup quarterback is a fine is a very crazy situation but this lets you know exactly how much of a gap there was in this so-called quarterback competition clearly i mean it seems like they got a bargain a starting quarterback and then they're paying their guy to hold the the clipboard quite a lot of money every week um 
it, it was a competition in some sort, but obviously you want to make this, I want to talk about the timing of this because Matt Rule came out and made this announcement pretty early on in the preseason because I, I think it's obviously if you're trying out for a team like that, you kind of want to know who your guy is going to be as soon as you can, right? You definitely want to know that as soon as you can, but you have to remember this trade didn't go down until July 6th. Here we are now with August 22nd. So this is a competition that took place over the span of about six weeks. So the decision, they had to give Baker for the opportunity not only to get acclimated to this system, but to also give him a chance once learning the system to actually execute it and have an opportunity for a fair quarterback competition. These guys are drafted. Let's not forget these guys are drafted in the same uh, in the same draft back in 2018, where Sam uh, Sam Darnold was the third pick overall and Baker Mayfield was the first pick overall. Since then, during their time as starters, Sam Darnold has a record of 17 and 33, and Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield is 30 and 30. So one guy has the edge in terms of winning percentages even though it's only 50 percent he gives matt rule who if you guys might have forgot is in the hot seat he has back-to-back losing records okay five and eleven over the past few years oh and by the way the carolina panthers have four consecutive years of losing records i'm pretty sure that this organization and ownership is tired of losing so when you look at which guy gives you the best opportunity of winning not only looking at their past records but also looking at their future who gives you the best chance baker mayfield has the biggest big playability and they're pretty sure that the team is really rallying around him if they're if some of their comments in their post you know in practice post game practice uh, comments have anything to do with it you can check out the full conversation on locked on nfl and for more on baker mayfield subscribe to locked on panthers your team every day and finally albert pujols hit another home run to bring his career total to 693 last night the drive to right center at Wrigley Field in the seventh inning was the only run of the game and gave the Cardinals a win. More than that, though, the home run officially ties him with Barry Bonds with homers off, get this, 449 different pitchers. Oh, and Pujols is slugging 1,300 over his last 10 games. That's the highest slugging percentage he has ever had in any 10-game stretch of his career. It's amazing what a career he's had, and he is still turning back the clock at 42. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, which rookie will impress the most this NFL season? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.